You're listening to episode 253 of Outnumbered the Podcast, Emotional Eating. We're going to dive in today on how to manage our emotions, especially around the holidays, and avoid face planting into all the desserts because we feel terrible about something. So we're going to share four tips today on avoiding emotional eating, including getting in tune with your body, evaluating the emotions that are likely going to come up for you in the holidays, acknowledging that certain feel foods feel better than others, and finally, uh, being aware that negative emotions might cause us to react in other unhealthy ways as well. So let's get to it. Hello, and welcome to Outnumbered the Podcast. I'm Audrey. And I'm Bonnie. We are experienced moms to a combined total of 19 children. In our weekly episodes, we explore relatable topics using our perspectives of humor and chaos. Tune in for advice and encouragement to gain more joy in your parenting journey. Hello, friends. Welcome back to the show. Today, we're going to be talking about emotional eating, which sounds like really heavy and emotional, but it won't be. It's going to be a fun discussion. And it's just in time for the holidays, right? Thanksgiving coming up and all of the junk food that comes at us during the holidays and all of the emotions that come at us. So it's going to be a good talk. Well, you know what they say. Desserts is just stressed, spelled backwards. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. Oh my goodness. Hey, you guys, we were looking at our reviews and nobody's left us a review for way too long. And we just really want you guys to leave us reviews. If you enjoy an episode that you're listening to, if you've even if you've already left a review, you can leave another one. So we would super appreciate if you would leave us a review because we're feeling kind of lonely out here, not knowing if anybody listens. Just kidding. We know you're listening. We just want to hear what you have to say, your thoughts about our, about what we're saying. Yes. Thank you so much for that. Um, I will say that when we record the podcast, we love chatting together, but it really is just like putting information out into the void and hoping people are listening. And we look at our stats as like, oh, look, yes, people listen, but never getting feedback is, is uh, tricky because we don't know what people think. So we would love to hear from you guys. All right. So holidays are officially upon us, I guess, right before Thanksgiving, after Halloween holiday season, and they're just notoriously filled with all kinds of food, but especially the kinds of food that we generally don't eat all the time and probably shouldn't eat all the time, right? The junky kind. Yes, food, some foods are labeled comfort food, and that's for a reason. (laughs) But today we want to talk to you about how to avoid some of this emotional eating that can happen. And like most of us find out that we're making food decisions that we're not proud of during the holidays. Like either we gain weight or we lose weight or whatever's going on. It's often due to emotional eating. And that kind of comes with all the extra maybe family time or memories or stuff that's going on inside of us. And we kind of connect it to eating or comfort ourselves with eating or whatever. So we're going to get into a bunch of hopefully helpful tips for you today. Yes. Yes. So just to clarify, emotional eating or what we're going to talk about as emotional eating today is when we eat to avoid an emotion, or um, it also applies when we're eating to chase an emotion. We're looking for to feel a specific way. And so we eat to get that way or to to avoid something we're already feeling. So I'm going to teach you a distinction really quickly here that's important to understand. And that is the distinction between physical sensations in our body and emotions that come from our mind. So we use the word feel a lot, right? I feel this way. I feel that way. But we could feel hunger, which is in our body, and we could feel angry, which comes from thoughts in our mind. They're they're very different things, right? So it's important for us to uh, understand what we're really feeling before we put food into our body. So when I'm feeling depressed and I eat food out of depression, that is emotional eating. 
or I'm seeking to feel better from my depression. If I am feeling hunger, as in a hollowness in my stomach, growling, um, maybe uh, a headache or whatever happens when I'm actually physically hungry, that is eating out of a physical necessity to eat. So I'm not saying we never ever are allowed to eat emotionally, but we're going to try to lessen it during this holiday season so that we can stay in, in keeping with the kind of food habits we want. Okay. So we're constantly surrounded by food. We are very blessed not to be hungry <laughs> or very hungry. I'm not, not, not even making food choices that are good choices or healthy choices. We're just surrounded by food. Um, so it means we can get out of touch with our body sensation like, oh, it's noon, it's time for lunch. But when is the last time you actually felt hungry? <laughs> and so that is that is a physical sensation like you were talking about is the feeling of, you know, your stomach growling or cramping or whatever it does when you feel hungry. Um, when is the last time you, you actually felt that as opposed to just eating because it's a routine or eating, like you said, to chase an emotion or to get rid of an emotion? responding to your physical needs instead of your emotional needs. Yes. And I'm, I'm glad you brought up how blessed we are because I don't want to ignore the fact that this is not the case for everyone in the world or even in our country, that many people do struggle with uh, mal malnutrition or uh, a lack of food. But for many of us, the problem is the opposite. It's this ma these massive quantities of food, very often low nutritional value that we keep feeding ourselves in order to try to feel better. And we find ourselves malnourished ourselves, but overweight and, and with other health problems. So really tuning into your body is important. There's a few ways you can do this. So if you notice that it's been a while since you've actually felt hungry, um, one thing that I do regularly, and I actually do this for, um, religious reasons, but I fast for just a few meals. So I allow myself a chance to kind of reset my body and remind myself what it feels like to be hungry and to manage my body with my mind. Like, I hear you, I know you're hungry. We'll get there eventually, but right now, you're just gonna be uncomfortable for a while, okay? So I'm not at all a fan of starving ourselves, but if we don't get in touch with that feeling, we run the risk of never actually truly fulfilling our body's needs and just always eating out of a, a chasing an emotion. Does that make sense? It does make sense. And have you ever noticed how good food tastes after you fast or after you skip a meal? I noticed that like everything, like I don't even, I don't only taste the food, but I taste like different aspects of the food, which kind of I, I've missed, you know, if I've been not paying attention to my body's hunger signals. Yes. And I will also say that when I eat massive quantities of, um, I'll just say junk food, so highly processed food, I am a little bit more, I'm a little bit less likely to catch those nuances and really enjoy fresh, healthy food. I don't know if you've noticed that, right? You eat a bunch of cookies and cake and you don't really enjoy an apple or a, a vegetable. When we get back to those whole healthy foods, we're able to better really savor the little nuances of them, the little flavors, the crunch, the, um, I, anyway, that's just kind of a side note about getting back to healthy food. If you have been eating a lot of junk. Okay. So tip number one, to help us avoid emotional eating, get in tune with your body. Just pay attention to what your body is feeling, not up here. And this can be tricky because sometimes we get all mixed up. We think, oh no, but I'm hungry. And you think, but stop. Does it feel like actual hunger or does it just feel like I could use something in my mouth? <laughs> I can't tell you how many times I just went on a trip with some girlfriends. I can't tell you how many times we were like, is it time to eat? And we're like, I could eat, I could eat, I could eat. <laughs> None of us were like ever hungry those entire four days because you know, why not? And uh, we were just eating for fun. It was just a, a fun pastime, which we totally think is okay at times. 
just during the holidays, especially we tend to, to get a little overboard on that. So what does hunger feel like? When did you last feel it? Is it constant or does it come in waves? This is something interesting. I notice mine comes in waves. Sometimes it's extreme. Sometimes it goes away. Um, and are there any emotions that come with it? So sometimes when I'm hungry, I get irritated. Like my mind is telling me I shouldn't be hungry or I need food. I get irritated or frustrated or any number of emotions come along with that physical hunger. So interesting. I think there's actually a term for that hangry. <laughs> you're not hungry. You're hangry. Been there for sure. Okay. So how I tune into my body's needs. The first thing I do when I'm thinking about food is I'll take a drink of water. Like is it actually thirst? And that is, I think a diet tip that I saw or something somewhere or a health nutrition tip. Like when you first start thinking about food, drink water first. Cause oftentimes your body actually just needs some water. So drink some water. It's like cleansing the palate or it's like, um, just re retuning your body, like a refresh. Did, is it actually hunger or was I just thirsty? Then another thing I'll do is, um, like if it's the middle of the afternoon and it's not really a meal time and I'm thinking about food or wanting a little snacky something, I'll just have like a piece of gum. Side note, my, my, um, dentist told me that something I could do to help my teeth and my mouth pH was to choose xylitol gum. I'll, I'll link the stuff that he recommended in the, in the, show notes. So I'm like feeling like I'm doing a healthy thing when I just, you know, pop in a little piece of this xylitol gum. <laughs> but it's um, like, and that kind of, you know, makes me chew and swallow and which is some of the signals that are sent to my, to your brain that you're eating is the chewing and the swallowing. And so sometimes gum will just like offset that. And I'll be like, oh yeah, I didn't, I wasn't really hungry. And this is just kind of making my body think I had a little something and we're good to go for a while. <laughs> Plus it's supposed to define your jawline chewing gum, right? So like all these good things. <laughs> Ooh, yeah, put that in the show notes. I think we all need that. That's fun. <laughs> no, I mean gum chewing in general. Oh, gum chewing. Okay, we don't need that one. Okay, chew anything. Sounds good. Okay, so so here's a tricky thing about listening to your body, though. It can get a little confused. The first thing I want to mention is if you are used to eating way more food than you need, your body will be hungry when you're not, when you stop emotionally eating. So you're thinking, well, I'm hungry. I should keep eating, but you were actually eating too much, right? Does that make sense? So especially if you are overweight, your stomach can get distended. That's why there's bariatric surgery, right? They actually take away a portion of the stomach to shrink it and make it so that you don't overeat and continue gaining weight, right? So just be aware that if you have kind of abused this in the past, your body might not give you true signals and you might need to deal with some of those, some of that discomfort as you kind of retune into what your body really needs. The other thing I want to mention here is that addictions can also cause physical uh, urges that are not good for you, right? So if you've ever been addicted to a substance like alcohol or tobacco or something, you know that it's a very real physical need to have that substance that your body does not need. Your, your body is saying, oh, I need this thing. I need it. Like it's a, there's, you know, when we go off these substances, there is withdrawal symptoms because your body has now become addicted to it. So the same thing can happen with food, especially foods that are very calorie dense. So we'll talk about that in a second, but um, just pay attention. Like if, if your body's giving you a signal that doesn't make sense, like I just ate a meal and it's telling me I'm still hungry or I need the sugar or something, you might just be dealing with a little bit of an addiction. Tip number two, evaluate the emotions that are likely going to come up soon for you during this holiday season and how you'll handle them. So um, this is something that's pretty hard to do, like to think about what is hard for you to think about or the emotions, what you're going to be thinking about that's going to cause unpleasant emotions and what you could do instead, what you could think about instead or how you can resolve those ahead of time without turning to food. 
Yes, this is just, in fact, this is something I, I recommend to anyone who is heading into a season of life that they know is going to be difficult, like, like extended relatives around that you don't love <laughs> is to just kind of anticipate the emotions that are going to come up for you. Okay. So last Christmas when uncle so-and-so showed up and said some rude things, what did I feel? What did I think? Right. To think ahead of those and prepare yourself for that. So we know that the holidays are full of emotion. A lot of it is good. And a lot of it is not so good. As far as the negative feelings go, I know stress comes up for me, anxiety or worry that things aren't going to work out the way I'd like them to money problems. If you're spending on gifts and things, relationship issues, you're seeing probably family members that you haven't seen in a while or not seeing family members you would like to. So there's like missing them or, or sorrow there worries about travel and expenses there. And just, you know, innumerable frustrations that can come up around all this busy time. So just think about what you, what usually gets you at this time and prepare for it. So you don't soothe yourself with food. Okay. So make a plan on how to feel and process those emotions. You know, they're going to come up. So what can you do that's not heading for the nearest plate of cookies to soothe yourself, right? <laughs> so I actually want to acknowledge here that I don't have a problem with emotional eating. I actually have a problem with the other way. I have an emotional not eating problem where if I get stressed, it's like my throat actually closes up and I couldn't swallow if I tried. And when I try to explain this to people, they're like, oh, must be nice. <laughs> but it's actually not nice because then I'm having to deal with um, all these things that come up like during a holiday season and I'm, I'm not well nourished going into it. So like I'll get wear down, worn down, like is very easy to do through a holiday season or through an intense time. And I don't have food helping me out because I just like, I can't eat no matter what. So I have to also think about how I'm going to process these thoughts and emotions so that I don't stop eating <laughs> and, and then put myself in an even worse position. So, um, sometimes I find like, okay, I could drink a cup of tea because I can usually, if drinking something warm and comforting will kind of settle me and drinking a cup of tea isn't going to add, it's going to, there's going to be a little bit of nutrients in it. Or if you're an emotional eater, it's going to like soothe a little bit. The warmth of it will be soothing and then like get myself into a better headspace through just slowing down with a cup of tea to be able to maybe slow down enough to think through some of these emotions or why am I not eating? So you could do the same thing, like have a cup of tea and think about why you want to go for that plate of Christmas cookies. Yes. I'm glad you added that. Um, and in reality, there's not too much different from, um, you know, the, the danger that comes from overeating sugar and garbage for months and not eating enough. The only, the only dip, real difference is that, you know, not eating enough will probably land you in the hospital quicker than the, than the cookies. But <laughs> either way, you're being malnourished, not taking care of your body and not being able to healthily approach these negative emotions that are coming up for you. So great tip. All right. Tip number three, let's just acknowledge here that food feels good and that specific foods in particular trick your brain into thinking they're good for you. There's a reason why we love sweets. And also, can you tell that they're that my addiction of choice is why I always bring up sugar, but or comfort foods, potatoes and meats and, and things that um, have a lot of calories. They tell our brain that they will help us survive. And sometimes that's good, like in the form of, you know, a starchy vegetable or something. Sometimes that's not so good when it's, you know, a bucket of ice cream. <laughs> yeah. No, that's true. Foods actually elicit a dopamine response, like high calorie foods, like high in sugar, 
salt flour, they tell your brain they'll keep you alive for longer. They'll make you even feel even better. Um, and it, it's a trick because they're usually empty of nutrients or a lot lower in nutrients. Um, so you have to, you have to watch out for what your brain is telling you. Actually, it's probably not your brain. It's, well, I don't know, a different part of your brain. Anyway, it's telling you, Ooh, good. Eat more. Yeah, for sure. We don't know all the science, but something in there is telling us this is going to help us survive. We should eat more. And please don't think that we're like blaming you for these choices either. We are, the chips are stacked against us because the food manufacturers know this. There are scientists on their teams that say, guess what? If we add this one little chemical, it will switch a switch in the brain and they will just eat it nonstop because it's telling their brain that this is good for them. So this is why we avoid packaged foods, guys. This is why we have to stay away from the things that are made by the scientists trying to get us to buy more of it, right? Because they know exactly what it does to our brain. It's it's manufactured specifically for that to get more money in their pockets. That's sad, but but that is true. So I personally choose most of the time to just not keep these types of foods in my house uh, because I'm just human and there's only so much willpower I have, especially when I'm facing negative emotions. And if someone makes a pan of brownies and I'm dealing with those emotions, I will try to give them away before I face plant in the pan of brownies because it just, they just taste so good, right? And they give me that dopamine hit so I can move through the negative emotion. If I give it away, then guess what? I have to feel the emotion and process it, which is the whole point of having emotion. We have to feel it to move through it and to let release it. But always eating the brownies is going to cause a whole lot of problems. You realize you said the chips are stacked against us. That's why I've been chuckling this whole time. (laughs) (laughs) The chips, the brownies, the crackers, the cookies, they're all stacked against us. (laughs) All of them. Hot cocoa, pumpkin spice lattes, you name it. It's all stacked against us. Oh, pumpkin spice. Yes. All the pumpkin spice things. Oh my goodness. Okay. Tip number four, be aware that negative emotions might cause you to react in other unhealthy ways around food and substances. So this is kind of my experience with this is the non-eating that I've talked to you about. So like, um, I guess I first came to the awareness that I had this whole non-eating thing um, after my dad died in a car accident and I was dealing with a lot of grief and I just had a a baby and I got down to like skeletal amounts of body fat on myself because I just like, I just couldn't eat. And, um, it was, it was really hard, um, to come to the awareness that this was something that I was doing to myself. My brain was doing to me because I don't know, like if it's a reverse wiring or something like this food is going to kill you sort of thought, which is like, completely backward wiring, like, like those light switches, you go into a house and you flip it up and the light turns off. (laughs) It's like my brain or something. I don't know. Um, but it's just, it's just be aware that there's other unhealthy things that can happen around food and, and substances. So it's not only, I mean, you might think, Oh, Hey, I'm doing good. I'm not emotionally eating, but there's other things that can happen too. ways that we try to avoid processing emotions that we're feeling. Yeah. And I know we've talked in other episodes of uh, different activities that we do to avoid those emotions, right? Like scrolling social media or getting on Netflix or sleeping excessively. I don't think that's any mom's problem, but anyway, if, if, you know, if I could do that, maybe I would, but there's, you know, lots of substances like we've already talked about alcohol, tobacco, caffeine, all those things give us a little jolt of something that makes it easier to withstand those negative emotions. So you're, it's not in your imagination. It is a hard thing. Your brain 
comes to rely on these substances to make it through a tough day. And um, if there is a substance or a food that you find yourself not being able to go without, it's a, some sort of an addiction for your brain. Your brain is craving that coffee, that um, drink, that food, whatever it is to just survive the day because you, you don't know how to process those emotions. And sometimes it is like actual physical exhaustion. We should be sleeping more. And so instead we went, we go and have a bunch of caffeine. Um, but I just, this, this is our reminder to just tap into what our bodies truly, truly need. And when we give it what it truly, truly needs actual nutrition, actual vitamins and minerals, we are actually, and sleep, of course, we're actually better able to cope with those negative emotions that come, right? Every time I think all I need is some chocolate to get through this day. Well, yeah, it tastes good, but is it really giving my body what it needs? to show up for me and my family over and over, even as hard things come in. Yeah. I have, um, talking a little bit more about this emotional non-eating. I have, um, some kids who have this as well. So maybe it's a little bit of genetic to it, or maybe it's a learned behavior from watching me, <laughs> but I'll try to help. Like, I know I recognize this in myself. So I see it in them so that I can try to help them with it a little bit. And so I will like maybe say, hey, let's have a cup of tea and start there, like to help them out with that. I also have watched others go through emotional eating. And I don't, like, I love all these tips that we're sharing, but I know that I have observed that there's also this almost like looping, like they eat because they're feeling this or avoiding feeling this emotion. And then they beat themselves up because they did the emotional eating. And then they're avoiding feeling that emotion. So then they're eating to avoid that emotion or to soothe themselves from that emotion. It seems like there's, there's this whole loop thing. So if you can just, I don't know, maybe some of these tips to break it somewhere or to, um, at least stop the part where you beat yourself up over it (laughs) because it's like, it's natural. It's why, I mean, it's so it's, it's why there's so much comfort food packed into this time of year, you know, the pumpkin pies and the mashed potatoes and all the, you know, it's supposed to be this warm, friendly, happy, good feeling, comfortable family, all this stuff going on. But for some people, it's just not. And so food has such a big connection with this time of year. Like just start, maybe even thinking about it will help try to start breaking that cycle somehow. Yeah, that's exactly what I was going to say is when we start to make changes to how we're eating, it brings up a lot of garbage, a lot of emotions. This is what life coaches and therapists are for, right? It's like to work through some of this garbage that comes up for us. It's like, oh, and I did it again. And then like you say, the the loop, but just awareness is huge. When I was just able to step back and go, oh my gosh, sometimes I just eat for the feeling of it. Not the physical feeling, this, this emotional feeling. Sometimes I just go eat like ice cream is one for me. I'm actually not a huge fan of ice cream, but I eat it socially. My friends go out. I eat it because I want to feel like I belong. I want to feel like I'm at the party. I want to feel like, you know, so interesting that it's not actually something that I really want so bad. It's something that I, it's a feeling that I'm chasing. So just that awareness has been huge for me. Do I still eat ice cream? Yes, I do because it's hard to to cut out, but I'm, I acknowledge that sometimes I just do it to feel a certain way. So maybe this holiday season, all you're going to do is just pay attention. Just pay attention. Like interesting. Did I eat that pie? Because I really wanted it because, you know, obviously you're not eating pie because you're hungry. You're eating it because you really want it. Or were you eating it because you, did you finish off the pie after you brought it home because your aunt Margaret said something nasty to you and you're trying to process it? I actually have an aunt Margaret. That wasn't intended at you, Margaret. You're wonderful. But in case she's listening, um, but just process those emotions. Are the emotions driving the food or can I keep them separate? One of the, one of the thought for me is that it isn't necessary to eliminate all emotional eating. I don't think 
that is even, I mean, and, and what I mean by like, sometimes we're going to eat things because we're experiencing something. We're at a party, we're at a birthday, we're, you know, we want to have an experience that doesn't necessarily just fulfill a hunger need, but to keep that within some guidelines so that we still stay healthy. Absolutely. There's some experiences, events that are all about the food. That's that's why we're doing them, right? But the result of too much emotional eating, it includes being out of touch with our emotions because we're substituting or placating or, you know, comforting, whatever. But being overweight or unhealthy or underweight and addiction, like it, those are all some of the side effects of it. And so just like, I think what you said is like, if you, at this beginning of this holiday season, if you decide, okay, I'm just going to be aware of why I'm eating what I'm eating. I'm not going to make any changes. I'm just going to be aware. That's like a super great place to start. Or in my case, why you're not eating what you're not eating. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That honestly sounds like a terrible problem. Seriously. Because then you deprive yourself of even the comfort of food, you know? (laughs) Yeah. No, I like it. Sometimes it's like, oh, I know I would feel better if I could just eat this. Like there's something that I would really enjoy Mm. eating normally. And it Mm. often happens like in a crowd or in a, in a group. Like I just like this food looks great, but I can't eat it. Interesting. Yeah. So interesting. And, and so awesome that you are aware of what, what happens for you, even though it's different from somebody else. Um, My final thought guys is like I said, awareness. And then also just getting in touch with, with those emotions. This has been such a great work for me as I've um, done life coach training and just really paid attention to how I'm feeling and to acknowledge how important it is to feel. Um, We don't talk about that a lot. If anything, we shove our feelings under the rug because it's not professional or it's not manly or it's not responsible to cry a bunch or to whatever, feel frustrated, feel angry, but our emotions are there for a reason. They're trying to communicate something. And so if we continue to ignore them, then like you said, Audrey, there's all these side effects of being unhealthy because we're going to an addictive substance, or um, I've also seen addictive behaviors happen to people who do not process their emotions in a healthy way, not just food and substances, but other things as well. So just acknowledge that you have feelings you are required to feel them or else they will go someplace and hide and, you know, jump out and attack you when you're, you least expect them. Um, and, and just work on that right now. I feel angry and I'm not going to eat chocolate and I'm not going to try to feel better. I'm just going to allow myself to feel angry and allow, and allow that and see, see what comes up for me. Okay. I have some final thoughts too, but I wanted to share something that I couldn't remember earlier. <laughs> the, and some of friends and I were talking about this earlier, um, about how when you go from nursing a child to not nursing a child, how the amount that you eat changes. And if you don't pay attention, like I could eat an entire rack of ribs by myself when I was nursing, especially if I was nursing one of my boys. Yum. No joking. <laughs> <laughs> like I'd go to a restaurant and I'd order one and the waiter would be like, ma'am, this is an entire rack. And I'd be like, bring it on because <laughs> of nursing but now like I like two or three ribs like fills me up so if you're not aware of that like I I find myself now saying like oh I, I wish I almost wish I was nursing again so I could eat this because it's so good like I could eat more of it but I can't because I'm not nursing so just be aware of as moms there's things that happen to us that cause us to be able to eat less or more and just make sure it's not an emotional thing but make sure it's you know these life things happening to us 
also wanted to share a really super good resource is um, Brooke Castillo of the Life Coach School has a lot of experience with emotional eating and eating and dieting and yo-yo dieting and weight and all that. And so if you dig back through um, some of the back episodes of Life Coach School where she was focusing and talking about those, if this is um, an issue that you've identified for yourself, she has some really, really helpful advice. And I think it's so helpful because she's coming from a place of authenticity. Like it's something that she has struggled with. So I definitely recommend go and listen and find some of those back episodes. Oh yes. Thanks for sharing. She is uh, definitely an expert on that. And she talks a lot about managing urges too. Um, I believe there's an episode called the urge jar. In fact, we'll find that and link it in the show notes, but where she talks about managing those urges that, you know, you don't want to give into like eating the entire pan of, of pumpkin pie. Um, and, uh, really, really great tips for moving through those. Uh, the final, final thing I'll share is we do have another great episode in companion with this one, and it's eating for a healthy weight. Um, and we'll link that in the show notes. And that's a great one for moms who are trying to maybe balance their weight a little bit, especially after having a bunch of kids and uh, want to figure out the best way to eat for that healthier weight. So this that's all we have for you guys today. I hope this was helpful. Um, go out, enjoy the holidays, but just be a little bit aware of those feelings and what they're driving you to do. Thanks for joining us this week. I'm Bonnie. I'm Audrey. And we're outnumbered. Thanks for listening, friends. Click the link in the show notes to subscribe to our email and never miss another episode. Show us some love by leaving a review on iTunes or sharing the podcast with a friend. Thanks for all your support. We'll talk to you next week.